the last five words on Samach Amid Beis. So the Mishnah was referring to that you cannot go out with one single shoe. And the Mishnah brought two reasons. Rashi and, I'm sorry, Rashi and the Mishnah brought two reasons. Number one, that um, it might be a Maris Ayan issue. People will think that you really have two shoes, but you're carrying one in your coat. And the other one is that people might make fun of you. And like we said, that's one of the reasons why, even though something is considered a Malbush or something that you should be able to wear out, if people are going to make fun of you, then um, we're concerned that you're going to take it off and carry it home so as not to cause further embarrassment to yourself. And therefore, it's, an us- it's going to be usher to go out with one shoe. So the Gemara wants to know, ha yesh right? So it said... It's, the the Mishra said, you can't go out with a single shoe, as long as you don't have a, a, a wound, right? But if you have a wound, then you are able to go out. So the Gemara is making a simple diak. So which one? In other words, which, we said you can go out with one shoe if you have a maka. Which foot, in other words, can this shoe be on? Sounds, right? That's what logically we would think. For the one that has the wound, you're allowed to put a shoe on to protect the maka. And what we're saying is that it's nicker that you're wearing. You, everyone can see you're limping, right? You have a cast on. So you have a shoe on that foot to protect it. So, uh, you know, your other foot, you, you want to walk, you know, a barefoot or whatever. You don't want to wear the shoe. So that makes sense that people will understand that you're probably not hiding. The other one, no one's going to make fun of you because they see that you're injured, right? In either Pshat or Rashi, it would work. And um, that's, the, that's the foot that you're allowed to wear one shoe on. Alma... Okay. Alma Kasavar Sandal Lishum Tsar of it. That one second. Okay. Alma Sandal Lishum Tsar of it. That it's the purpose of a shoe is to avoid pain. He says no the other way. But that the shoe, the, you're allowed to go out with a single shoe. Which single shoe is that? On the foot that does not have the maka. Why? That the purpose of a shoe is so you should be comfortable. And, you know, you have a, you're wearing, imagine you're wearing a cast. It can't fit the shoe. So, I mean, this would actually be, in reality, how, you know, we would probably... You know, if you see someone that broke their foot, so they would come to shul with one shoe on their working foot, their regular shoe, because shoes are latinig. It's not, we don't put on a shoe to nurse the maka, to nurse the wound. You rather put it on for tinig. And, um, and that is why the, when we said you're allowed to go out with one shoe with a maka, it means on your foot that is not injured. And Rav Yechanan also holds like Rav Huna. That remember, Rav Huna said that the, the single shoe that you're allowed to go out with is on the Maka. Why? Rav Yechanan said to Rav Shimon Bar Abba, He said, give me my shoe. Please pass me my shoe. So Rav Shaman passed Rav Yechanan a shoe. He passed him the right shoe. So Amar Lei, Asisi Maka? Do you think that I have a Maka? Meaning, the Rabbi Yechanan, as we'll see in a second here, Rabbi Yechanan held that you're supposed to put on the left shoe first. So from the fact that Rabbi Shaman passed him the right shoe, it must mean that 
it, it, it must mean that you know, Rabbi Yechon is saying to him, "Why are you passing me the right shoe if I'm supposed to put the left shoe on first? LMI, it must be that my um, that that I'm only going to be wearing one shoe, and that shoe is going to be on my you, you're passing it to me for my right foot, right? And that's why I'm not putting a shoe on my left uh, on my left foot because Rabbi Yechon holds, and we're trying to say Rabbi Yechon holds like Rav Huna that you put it on the one with a maka, and you're giving me the right foot because I'm only going out with one. That's the maka." So the Gemara says, no, you could also, from the same story, you could learn it the other way. Maybe. And this is what he's telling Rav Shaman. You're giving me my right shoe because my left one actually has the maka. So either one, we have no raya from this story either way. That the maka could have been, which, which shita Rav holds, that a single shoe you can only go out with on uh, either on the, the injured foot or on the non-injured foot. Well, there's no raya either way. Um, but we're now going to launch into the sugya of Rav Yechanan and which shoe are you supposed to put on first? Rav Yechanan goes according to his own reasoning. Then Rav Yechanan, Kitzfilin, Kach Menolim. That shoes work like Tfilin. Ma Tfilin Bismol, just like Tfilin, you put on your left hand. Af Menolim Bismol, that when you put on your shoes, you put on your left shoe first. And I saw a very nice shot that was brought down. Rav Yechanan brings the Vush and Rav Yechanan both, both, both bring down this shot that. What shaykhis, right? No, it's pretty random. What shaykhis tefillin to shoes? So he says, if you remember by light, Avram says, um, when, when, when Avram goes ahead and he, and, he, uh, and he liberates the people of Sodom, so he says to Melch Sodom, the Melch Sodom wants to pay him, and he says, what does he say? Michut ad now. Right? I will not take even, uh, you know, a, a, a thread or a shoelace. Okay? And because the Medrash brings down, that because Avram said that, that his his that his banav, right? The Klai Yisrael was there to two mitzvahs, mitzvahs of tchelis, which is tzitzis, and the mitzvah of tefillin. So we see here that um, that's why we're makish tefillin to shoes because this was talking about a shoelace michut va'ad now, right? And because of the sreich now, so you can say that that was the mitzvah of tefillin. That's why we were zeichut to the the mitzvah of tefillin and refers to the ritzua, the strap of tefillin, and that is the connection between. Uh, shoes and tefillin, and that's why Rav Yechanan is able to draw this Gezeri Shava from, um, this Hekesh, I'm sorry, from tefillin to shoes. Okay? But either way, so therefore, what does Rav Yechanan say? You put your shoes on your left first. Meisvei, we have a b'raisa that says, Kishihu Nail, when you put on your shoes, Nail Shayimin, first you put on your right shoe, Achach Nail Shosmol, so we see, not like Rav Yechanan, Rav Yechanan says you put on your left shoe first, we have a b'raisa that says you put on your right shoe first. Amar Rav Yosef, Rebbeisav comes and says, "Hashda the Tanya Hachi." We have a brisa that says, "Put on your right shoe first. But Rav Yechanan Hachi and Rav Yechanan said, "Put on your left shoe first. David Hachi Avad, David Hachi Avad. Right? You can do whichever you prefer. You can put on either your right or your left." Amar Le Abaya Abaya says, "That's crazy. What are you talking about?" Dilmon Rav Yechanan Hamasis and Leshmiyah Number Rav Yechanan is an Amira. We come along and ask a Kashim or Brisa, and Rebbeisav says, "Okay, so you can do like the Brisa, you can do like the Amira." I mean, normally that's that's a good kasha. Well, how could you say that we can go like the brisa, which is you know a tana, or we can go like an amira? So, so I'm going to buy a dilma Rabbi Yechon and Hamasis and Le'avashmiyale. He didn't know of this brisa that said you put on your right shoe first. Le'avashmiyale. If you he would have heard of this brisa, have a other bay. He would have been chayzer on his shita. He would have said that no, uh, he couldn't have maintained that you put on your left shoe first. Option number one, or maybe he heard of it because every halacha is a mishnah. 
Okay, so either way, in other words, so Rav Yechanan has to deal with this price. You can't say Da'avid Kamar Avid, Da'avid Kamar Avid. He has to deal with it either way. Either it's a kash on him and he's going to have to be Chazar on Ashita, or he's going to have to bring some reason to invalidate this price and maintain Ashita. But one should be absolutely correct and the other should be, you know, it's either you put, you put on your right shoe first or you put on your left shoe first. One of those should be the, the preferred way. So I'm Nachem Bar Yitzchak. Based off of this, uh, we don't really answer that. He says, Yirei Shamayim Yitzchidei that a Yerushalayim could can be yotze both umani. Yerushalayim was yotze both umanu. Who was the Yerushalayim? My brother Ravna. Hey What did he do? Siam diimine. He put on his siam diimine. He put on his right shoe. Veloy katar. He did not tie it. The siam besmoile. Put on his left shoe. The katar. Tie your left shoe. The other katar diimine, and then you tie your right shoe. Okay, and that is how we actually paskin that you're supposed to do a lemay. So you put on your right shoe first. Don't tie the laces, put on your left shoe, tie the left shoe, and then tie the right shoe. Amar Ravashi, Chazina Rav Kahana, delight kapid. And I saw Rav, uh, Rav Kahana that he was not kapid, he was not makbid on, on which one, uh, you know, to, to do it this way. Okay? Well, like I said, the, the Mishnah does paskin, uh, Halacha Lamaisa does paskin that you should do it this way. Oh, maybe. Is that is that one? I don't know. I don't know if it is. Tan Rabbanan. Keshuhu Nael. Okay, when you remove your uh, I'm sorry, when you put on your shoes, Nael shall you min. So first you put on your right Bachakap Nael shall small, then your left. Shu chaylets, when you take it off, chaylet shall small, you take off your left, min. Okay, now by the way, this so this would work in reverse as well. So again, when you put on your shoes, you put on your right shoe, put on your left shoe, tie your left shoe, tie your right shoe. When you take it off, you untie your left shoe, um, then you untie your right shoe, take off your right shoe, and then take off your left shoe. So just do the entire process in reverse. Kishuhu reichets, okay? When you go to wash your hands, reichets shall yamin, wash your right hand, small. Kishu sach, when you go to smear yourself with oil, sach shall yamin, shall small, that you're supposed to use your right hand first. And if you want to smear your entire body, Lather yourself with oil. moisturizer, right? do your head first. Because that comes even before Yemen. That comes even before the right. That is the king of all your limbs. Okay. It's past. The time is past for the answer of that already. It's already too late. What were you saying? You lather yourself with moisturizer? Oh my gosh. Okay. Veloy. On the podcast. Veloy Batillin. So it's on the podcast for for those of you. Veloy Batillin. Someone's wearing a pink shirt. Okay. You knew it was going to be trouble when he said he's not feeling aligned today. You knew it was going to be trouble. You okay. mute him for two minutes. No, I, 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 don't know how to, I don't know how to control the master mute. I've unmuted him 20 times because I'm unmuting himself. For anyone listening and not seeing, you have to imagine David in a pink shirt because he's wearing one. Okay. That's it. Okay. Vilevi Tefillin, the Mishnah says that a person may not go out with Tefillin. 
So Amar of Safra, Loi Tamali with the Manda Amar Shabbos Lavs Mantil and who that even of course according to the Manda Amar that Shabbos one is not a time to be wearing tillin. There's no mitzvahs filling on Shabbos. So then of course you can't go out with it. Elafil the Manda Amar Shabbos Mantil and even according to the Manda Amar that says that Shabbos is a Zman Tefillin, who, lo yeitzeh, you still should not wear it out, you might come to take them off. And some learn, some learn this on the Seifa, meaning this is not a true second Lashon, we're not really changing the Pshat, we're just changing where we come from. If you go out, with tefillin, you're not going to be chayev chatos. It's not an iser daraisa. Amar of Safra, leitem alibi the mandamar Shabbos is man tefillin. Who that it's poshit that if if there's a chayev tefillin on Shabbos, then of course you wouldn't be chayev chatos for going out with it because you have a chayev to wear it. Even according to the Mandavar holds that Shabbos is not a Zman Tefillin, that Tefillin should not, um, there is no purpose in wearing Tefillin, you're still not going to be Chayev Achatos, my Taima, Derech Mabusha Avida, that you're going, um, that, that you're wearing it Derech Malbush. So either way, Tefillin constitutes a Malbush. Whether you hold Zman Tefillin or not, it's certainly something you wear, and therefore you would not be high of taking it out mid raisa and then we just have Xera that you might come to take it off, and that's why we're saying one should not wear his Tefillin out. Now we go into the sugi of Kameya. V'loi b'kameya b'zman she'enimana The Mishnah said that one may not go out with a Kameya, that's a healing amulet, okay? So it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like a, it's a, almost like a compound. So it can be made out of herbs, right? So they used to have certain medicinal herbs. Um, and a mumcha, you know, a, you know, the pharmacist, a compounder would compound these herbs and they had the ability to heal, okay? Um, they had certain healing, uh, you know, herbal healing, healing powers. Um, so, but you, what we're saying is, or it was, it was words written. Or they wrote, a, a mamacha wrote the words, he knew how to write certain words that had, uh, can, can scare away the shadim. Like we'll see later in the parak, they could scare away the shadim or whatever. So um, certain words, you know, the mazikim that, are, that, that caused this illness. And um, again, in either event, what we're, whether we're talking about a, a kamea for, for herbs or a kamea for, um, you know, with words. So either way, um, you can only go out with it if, it's established, meaning if it's if it's mumcha, if it's made by a mumcha. So, but there's two things that could be mumcha. Either the person who wrote it can be an accredited, uh, you know, kamea writer, all right. Or this kamea itself, we don't necessarily have to say it has to be written by an accredited person. But if we see that it worked, it healed three people had a certain illness, and it healed three different people from the illness. So then we know the kamea works. So Amara Papa. There you go. Amara Papa. Loi Tema Adumcha Gavra Umcha Kameya. Don't say we don't say that the Mishnah when it said you can only go out with a Kameya that's a Mumcha Kameya, right? That's an accredited Kameya. You don't have to say that you need Mumcha Gavra. The writer has to have the degree, the, the Kameya writing degree. Umcha Kameya and the Kameya needs to have been proven to work. Meaning, again, the guy would compound different things for different Khalim. So we don't know, right? I mean, we don't necessarily know until someone gets healed that it actually works. So the, the, what we're saying is a chiddush that if we know that this guy he is a a a master writer, even if this is a new kamea, it has never been proven to work. Still, because he's an accredited kamea writer, 
you're allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. As long as the writer or the compounder of this Kamea is a Mumcha, even though the Kamea is not a Kamea Mumcha, you, can, you are allowed to go out with it. How do we see this? Deganami. We see that it's correct. Dekotani in the Mishnah, we say, min ha we don't say it has to be a Kamea Mumcha, it has to be Minha Mumcha. So it's Minha Mumcha, meaning that the writer has to be a Mumcha. But like Katani Mizbancha in a Mumcha, that the Kamea itself doesn't have to be a Mumcha, it just needs to have been written by a Mumcha, Shmami Na. We see that's Taka true. And when the Mishnah said you can only go out with a Kamea, that is a Kamea Mumcha, it means that it was written by an accredited, uh, it was written or compounded by an accredited uh, Kamea uh, writer. Okay? Tanarabana. So we want, now we're going to discuss exactly what makes a, a, a Kamea Mumcha. Kol Sharipa Vishana Vishilesh. Okay? That means that he was able to heal three, he, he wrote three Kameas and they all worked. He passed this test. Okay? Echad Kamea Shal Ksav, Echad Kamea Shal Ikrin. Either it's a Kamea that is words, right? Words written to scare away the Mazikin, or it's herbs. Right? Herbs, uh, you know, certain that have medicinal value. Whether it heals someone from, you know, not, uh, someone who has, it's mamish a crazy illness, right? It's a chalash by sakana. It's an illness someone can die from. Or an illness that somebody won't necessarily die from. What we're saying is, we don't have to say that it has to only work after the illness comes. Meaning, nikbe is epilepsy. It's not only that, he, let's say a person is epileptic and is able to heal him, so we know that, that, this, that, this, that this Kamea works. Ela shalo even preventative, right? Meaning, let's say somebody comes from a, a, a family that has a history of epilepsy, of a certain illness, and he goes to a Kamea writer, and um, they write him one, and then he no longer, you know, or his parents get one for him, and the, the fact that it's able to prevent uh, uh, the epilepsy from coming... So that means that's good enough to say that to confirm and say that this is a good kameya, the koisher, right, or or that the that the writer knows what he's doing, that he knows how to write a good kameya, the koisher umatir. You can tie it and untie it. Afilu b'rishisarabim, even b'rishisarabim. Uvavad shaliyakshirenu. You must not tie it b'shir with a, a bracelet. So if you have to wear it around your neck, you can't you can't do it in a, in a weird way. Or to tie this kamea onto a ring, right? It looks like um, normally they would wear the amulets on a necklace around their neck. So if you wear it somewhere else, it looks like uh, it's not really uh, an amulet, but it's more of a tachshit. And if it's a tachshit, we run into our issues of tachshit, which is Dilma Shalfa, Umachavya, right? Or any of those issues that we run into for a tachshit. So what we're saying is you can go out with the amulet, but it needs to be on your neck. So the Gemara, the Gemara now asks, Vatanya, whoever Bryce says, Ezu Kamea Mumcha. What is a Kamea Mumcha? Kol Sharipa Gimel Bene Adam Ke'echad. Okay? That it needs to heal three different people. So we're asking Akasha because it's a little bit of a stira, because the Bryce has said, a Kamea is Ripa Vashana Vashilesh. Okay? So it's Mashma, even the same person. So if a guy got sick three times and it worked, it sounds like that would be a, a Kamea Mamcha. Okay? And here we're saying that, 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 in other words, that the writer is now an accredited guy. He was able to, you know, uh, t- uh, heal one person three times. And here it sounds like to be an accredited Kamea writer, you have to heal three different people. So the Gemara says, like Kasha, 
that we're talking about two different things. That to establish a person, to establish a perp, uh, uh, a person as a mumcha kamea writer, that that would be that would be even three different people. Meaning that uh, you know whether it's or or um, sorry. Um, Three okay, so so. Nothing. No. Okay. Um, so we're saying, in, in, in one hand, the Bryce says that it sounds like you can heal three, three the the same person three times, you know, and um, uh, the 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 other the other Bryce that's how the Bryce started. And the other Bryce says it sounds like you um, need to keep you have to, you have to heal three different people. So the Gemara says that one Bryce, so the Bryce that says gavra, okay, that which we say it needs it's three different people, okay, that means three different illnesses. So th- there's really three concepts here. There's the writer, right, the mumcha, and then there's the kemeya, for, and then there's the person. So what we're saying is there's a the, the kemeya could be for a person and for an illness. So the question is when I write three different illnesses. Will that, in other words, if I write, if I'm a mumcha writer, and that's what we're saying, in order to make the writer an accredited Kamea writer, all he needs is to heal three different illnesses. That in order to make the Kamea a mumcha, it has to heal three times. It has to be proven to be effective three times. Amarav Papa. Now we're going to go into this a little bit. Amarav Papa. Pshitali. Pasha to me. Tlas Kamea. Letlas gavri plus a plus a zimna. So if I if a, if a if a kamea writer wrote three different uh, kameas for three different illnesses, right, and each one healed three times, then ismach gavra the writer is mm-hmm. is considered a mumcha. The ismach kamea the kamea is considered a mumcha. Okay. Now what happens plus a kamea letlas a gavri? If let's say the mumcha writes three kameas for three different illnesses, chad chad zimna, once each, right? They each heal one time. So then gavri ismichi, the writer becomes accredited, but kameale ismichi, the kameas are not considered mumcha because they each only healed one time. Chad kamea letlasa gavri. On the flip side, if a writer writes one kamea and um, it's for three different people, so then, I'm sorry. Chad Kamea Tlasa Gavri. If he writes one Kamea for three people, so he only wrote one Kamea, it worked three times. So then, Kamea Ismichi, this Kamea is now considered a Kamea Mamcha, but Gavrile Ismichi, because he only wrote one Kamea. In order to, uh, for the person to be an accredited a uh, Kamea writer and a Mumcha, he has to ha- have written three that work. So by Rav Papa, now Rav Papa asked the following Shiloh, Tlasa Kamea Lechad Gavra Mai. So let's say a Kamea writer writes three Kameas for one guy. Okay? Going to one person. Mai. Kamea Vadai Ismichi. Again, we're talking about three different Kameas for three different illnesses. Okay? So one guy has three different illnesses, unfortunately a very sick guy. So now the Kamea goes ahead and he, the Kamea writer writes three Kameas 
and they and they each work. So now we have a following shaila. Can we say, of course, we're going to know that the Kamea, since each Kamea was written for a different illness, then of course each Kamea cannot be considered a Kamea Mamcha. But what about the writer? Do we say, Gavra Ismechi, Lamaisa, he wrote three Kameas for three different illnesses, so he should have passed his test? Or does the writer not become accredited, does he not become a Mamcha? Why? Because Miam Rinan, Ha Asile, do we say that Lamaisa, he wrote three different Kameas for three different illnesses? We don't care that it's the same person that was sick. Maybe we'll say that really the writer of the Kamea, he's not such a good Kamea writer, but this guy who got the three illnesses, he had a certain mazel that they would only work for him. Okay, so Teiku... We don't answer that Shiloh. Meaning what we see here is that a, in order for a Kamea to be an established Kamea, it has to be universal. It has to work universally. And since here, yes, the writer wrote three Kameas for three different illnesses that all worked, but since, um, since it's, they were all going to heal the same person, maybe he's not such a Mumcha Kamea writer, universally. Maybe he's only a good Kamea writer for this guy. And since we don't know, Teiku, we can't answer that Shiloh. And say maybe he could be a mumcha or maybe not. Okay, so anyways, Viter in Kamea land over here. Um, we're gonna the Gemara wants to know Ibayalo. Kamea and Yeshba Mishum Kedusha. Do Kameaim have Kedusha? Yeah, I'm not Gaius that half. A quarter. Yeah. Maybe a quarter. No, no, no. You're a half. All four of my grandparents were born in America. Ibayalu. Your, your mother... Oh. You see this guy? Your mother's Temani. Yes. We'll, we'll discuss this later. After, after, wow. after the share. Okay. Ibayalu. Kamein yesh bamisham kedusha. Do the Kamein. Do they have kedusha? Does this amulet have kedusha? Aydelma e bamisham kedusha. Or does it not have Kedusha? So, what's the Nafkamina? In other words, are you allowed to save this if there's a fire coming, right? And you, let's say you have Kameas in the house and a fire is burning your house. So, are you allowed to take them out into Rishus Harabim to save them, um, right? Are you allowed to take them out to uh, save them because it's considered Davashiv Kedusha? And. I might have said that wrong. Sorry, no, 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 no. Of course, you're not, guys. Uh, please. We lost you. We lost you. Oh, you lost me. Yeah. Look at him get upset. He gets upset. Okay. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So, Ibailu, we asked the following child. Command Yeshua and Mishim Kedusha, do the Kameas have Kedusha? I don't know, Mishim Kedusha, or do the Kameas not have Kedusha? Lamai Helchosa, what's the Nafkamina? Ilam Ila Atsulinhu, Mipnandaleka, to be able to take it out into a Chatzar that is not Mu'ureves. So, it's an Isra Durabana. And of course, you can't take it out into Rishis Rabban. What I said was incorrect. You can't take it out into Rishis Rabban. The question is, can I take it into another Chatzar, right? So, can I violate an Isra Durabana? 
So if it's a davar shebekdusha, then we will allow you to, in order to save it, we will allow you to violate a, a din derabanan. So Tashima, we have a following, Brisa, uh, we have a raya, habrachas v'akemeyin. Brachas and kemeyin. Even though they have words, they have words written that are, um, you know, they are Dvaram Shabbatayra. They can get burned. You leave them to get burned. You do not take them out and violate an Isidrabana in order to save these. Okay, so on the flip side, Ella and Geniza. What we want to know really when we ask if Kamein have Kedusha means, do you have to put them in Shemus? Tashima, do you have to bury them? Tashima. If you wrote a, a davar shabekdusha, Hashem's name, on the handle of a kalim, amita, and on the legs of a bed, yogur, you must uh, remove them, meaning you 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 cut it out, v'yignizenu, and you have to you have to do you have to put them in shemus, you have to bury it. So of course you must put these kameyas in shemus. So what's the shaila? Right, we said Ibailu, Kamein Yeshua, do they have Kedusha? So we want to know, Elo Likanasvin Bahen, the Besakise, are you allowed to go into the bathroom with these Kameas? My. Yesh Bahem Kedusha of Asr. They have, the Kameas have Kedusha, and therefore it's Asr to go into the bathroom. Aidamim, aim Bahem Kedusha, they do not have Kedusha Bashar and its motor. Toshima, we've arrived from a Brysa. Veloi be Kamea, Bizman Shainim and Amumcha. We said you cannot go out with a Kamea. If it is not a Mumcha, Hamina Mumcha Nafik. But a Kamea Mumcha, you can go out on Shabbos. If you want to tell me that Kameyan are Taka Devarim Shabbat Kedusha, Zimdid the Mitzrach Lebeis Hakise, you might have to go to the bathroom. You might carry Dalad Amas in Rishus Harabim. So what do we see? We see clearly that, we see clearly that it must be that they do not have Kedusha because we allow you to go out with them on Shabbos. And we're not worried, meaning it must be that you're allowed to take them directly into the bathroom. And uh, we answer that Shiloh. So Mara says, no, Hachamayaskinon, what are we talking about? Bikamea shall ikrin. We're talking about an herbal kamea. So there is no words on it. And that's what the Mishnah is talking about. Vahatanya, really? It said, Echa kamea shall ksav, Echa kamea shall ikrin. We had in the Brisa at the end of Amad Aleph, it said either one. So Ella, Hachamayaskinon, what are we talking about? Bechayla shiyesh by sakana. That the chayla has a sakana, and therefore will allow you to violate um, going into the bathroom with the varm shavu kedusha because it's a sakana, right? Vahatanya echad chayla sheyesh by sakana echad chayla sheim by sakana ela kivan demasi. Okay, as long um, uh, sorry, I, I went right. Ela vatanan vatanya echad chayla sheyesh by sakana echad chayla sheim by sakana. Either way, doesn't doesn't have to only be a chayla sakana, even a one may even go out with a kamea for an illness that presents no uh, life-threatening illness, right? He may go out with it. So how are you going to answer? Elokibin demasi. Interesting thing, Lamar says, since this kamea could heal, afagab denokit biyade. So what we're saying is really, maybe you can't go into the bathroom with it, but you can, when you go into the bathroom, you could hold it and even if you end up walking with it, Kivan Damasi, since it has healing powers, Nami Shapir. Even if you were to w- walk with it, Rashi says, Tachshitoyhu Hilkach Inami Maisli Dawid Amas Biadaim Loy Mechayev. You will not be Mechayev. You will not be over on an Isser de Arisa anyway. So in a worst case scenario, we'll allow you to take it out on Shabbos because in a worst case scenario, you'll never come to the Arisa. Okay, Vatanya. We'll go to the Mishnah. Vatanya, Rebbe Hoshia, 
that you are not able to, meaning, and Rashi explains that the only way that something is considered a tachshit is derech malbush. You can't say that something that has a tachshit purposes, carrying it in your hand, is not, is not considered carrying. Of course it's considered carrying. Ella, you have to say, that our Mishnah, when it said, you can go out on Shabbos, it must mean that it was covered with leather, Okay, and therefore, since it's covered, you're allowed to bring it into the bathroom. And we don't answer our Shiloh whether you're allowed to bring a Kamehameha into the bathroom or not. So you can say that our Mishnah is talking about a Kamehameha of R, and we have no Raya to that. Tefillin are covered with R, naturally, right? The parshas are covered with R, the, the, the bottom. That a person should take off his tefillin and then go in. So if you're saying that a kameya is good enough to be covered with R, and then you're allowed to bring it in, so it's the same as tefillin. So the Gemara says, no. Hasam misham shin. That the reason tefillin present the problem is even on the leather part of the tefillin, we have a shin. That is considered a davar shebekedusha. So you have between the shin, the dalad, and the yud, you have Hashem's name. And that's why, even though the parshas of the tefillin themselves are covered with R, and that should be a good covering, since on the outside of the tefillin you have Hashem Hashem, therefore, that's why you must take them off before you go to the bathroom. And just to finish up, we add Velibisirium, Velibikastav, Velibikastav, these are all parts of armor. Again, what we're saying is it's a malbush, Right? Imagine the old, you know, the knight with his coat of coat of armor. So um, we said you cannot go on Rosh Hashanah because he might come to take them off and show people. Zarda, right? So we sorry, Syrian is what? The mission says Syrian, that is Zarda, that's armor. Kasta, what's Kasta? Amarav Sanurasa, that is the uh, hat under the helmet. And Megafayim are, uh, what are Megafayim? Amarav Pismiki, those are shin guards. Again, these are all part of the uh, army uniform. And therefore, even though it's a baguette, we are still concerned that one might take them off. And send out the... So if anyone's wondering what that picture is in my background, it's David's, David's uncle. He was a professional command maker. I, I didn't think anybody was wondering, but okay. Okay, so we started off today. We t- we talked about you, you can't go out with uh with one shoe, and we had, we brought two reasons in Rashi. We said number one, not to be cheshin. Number two, um, because people might laugh at him. So again, we're concerned he might take it off. Rav Huna said we have two different ways of learning this. Which is the one shoe? Either the sh- the foot that has the maka or the foot that doesn't have the maka. And Rav Yechanan said we tried to bring a raya, but when we come, we said that Rav Yechanan said that you put on the left foot first, and we had a brisa that said that um that you put on the right first. And therefore, we said, whichever way you want to do it, you can do it. And the, we brought down that the proper way to do it is to put on your right shoe, then put on your left shoe, tie your left shoe, and then tie your right shoe. And then we said the same thing for removing your shoe in reverse. We talked about the tefillin. We said that you can't go out with tefillin on Shabbos. And we learned it both ways, meaning even according to the Manda Amar, who holds Shabbos is his man tefillin, 
we're afraid you might, you don't go out with tillin, you're afraid you might take it off. And even according to Manda Amar, who holds, it's not as man tillin, it's not going to be a chiv da because you're wearing the tillin derech malbush. But either way, either, either which way you approach it, it ends up being an Esra Durabanan. We said that you cannot go out with a kamea that is not from a momcha. Okay, and what we're saying is you can go out if just the kamea, if just the writer was a mumcha, even if the kamea was not established. And we discussed the dinim of kamea. We said that a kamea mumcha is someone who wrote three um, amulets that were able to heal. Even if they each only healed once, he's considered a mumcha. Okay, um, and it doesn't only have to be to heal, but even if it is preventative, even if it holds back someone from getting sick. However, we said on Shabbos, don't go out with on a bracelet because the only time we allowed you to wear a kamea was, uh, you know, to do it in, in, a, in a normal way. We don't want people seeing looks. Otherwise, you have a Myers eye issue if you start wearing your kamea on your bracelet. Um, and then we discussed in regards to specifically the uh, writer that um, if he writes three, like we said, three different ones, um, even if they heal once, that is considered, he's considered a mumcha. And what Papa wanted to know, we asked the following Shiloh, what happens um, um, you know, do you need three different people, or do we say that if if three, if you wrote three healing amulets that each healed a chayli for one person, guy was sick three times, is that good enough um, to make you a mumcha? And we did not answer it. We said that it's possible that um, maybe this guy, um, maybe this it worked only for this guy, Mazle Garam, but really it doesn't necessarily make him an accredited kamumcha writer. So we said, and we finally, we asked 